Welcome back to the BLTNT podcast. This is our fifth episode. So thanks for tuning in again. And if it's your first time, welcome. Uh, we're excited to have you. Today we've got a really special guest, Roger Crockett, a good friend of IC Stars, and I'd like to say of mine as well. Well, let's learn more about Roger. He's sitting right down here, ready to have some tea with us. And we're back to the BLT and T podcast here with Roger Crockett, an old friend and someone I admire greatly. Um, and so I'm going to let Elijah from Cycle 41 introduce Roger uh, for our podcast, who just had tea with uh, Cycle 41. Hello, everyone. Today I'm introducing uh, Mr. Roger Crockett. He is a diversity and inclusion specialist. He has been a leadership and strategic communications advisor for a little over 20 years now. He is a public speaker and business writer. He started the company R.O. Crockett Leadership Advisory and is currently the president of that company. Mr. Crockett cares a lot about the community and family and friends are very important to him. Mr. Crockett's desire during his entrepreneur endeavors is to serve and help others. He has recently become a senior partner at Inquest Consulting. One of the key things that I've just recently learned from talking to Mr. Crockett is that he holds a very high value um, on the quality of integrity when it comes to leadership. He believes that leaders should be able to demonstrate the behaviors and qualities that they would like to see in the in the people that they are guiding and i also share that belief with him and that's why that hits home with me once again mr roger crockett everyone well thank you elijah thank you for that very very kind introduction i appreciate that very much and it's it's really a delight to be here uh, on the podcast uh, with you and with Sandy and with my friends, uh, and I will say family, Yay. at IC Stars. Yeah. Awesome. So, so, Roger, I know it's been a while since you've been to tea at IC Stars, and we love having you. Um, tell us, how was tea today? Tea was absolutely extraordinary. It, it was it was easy, number one, because I actually am a tea drinker. <laughs> I didn't have to convert from coffee to tea. Uh, so it was really a pleasure to to have high tea with you all. and but especially because of the uh, just the the social connection that happens over tea at IC stars. Just a real wonderful group of of interns uh, that, uh, come from different places throughout the Chicago land, and we have open, honest conversation um, about our desires and our goals and our journeys. And I, I don't, nothing could be, frankly, more enriching mm. than to have that kind of experience. It's, it's frankly um, the kind of interaction, that real, genuine, authentic human interaction that happens in my mind too infrequently yeah. these days, and so it was real, a real pleasure. Oh, wonderful, wonderful, and welcome home, yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. Um, so my, my first question mm. 
is a question that Elijah will be familiar with, and it's one of the questions that we ask in our assessment process. <laughs> so go back to your coding date. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, you know, this is uh, uh, from when I was a science teacher, right? Mm. So some of us are protons, some of us are neutrons, and some of us are electrons. And if you think about it, you know, the proton is the person who sees the glass is half full. They are the person who sees people for their potential versus who they are today. And so sometimes they can get disappointed. But for the most part, they are everyone's cheerleader. Um, and then snuggled up with a proton in the nucleus is that neutron. You know, they have the positive and the negative. So they've got the pros and cons list. They've got good news and bad news, you know. The downside is that oftentimes they can get analysis paralysis or like I like to say, Hamlet's disease, right? <laughs> to be or not to be, you know? Um, and they're awful friends to go shopping with. Uh. And then, of course, there's the electron. So this is the person who sees the glass as half empty, but they're also the person who can identify risk. And so they are the person who might be great at actuary science or they might be great at, at photography because they can see the negative mm. space. And of course, you know, at different times in our careers, I think we're different. Yeah. Um, and different <clears throat> times in our journey. And so my question is today, um, with all the things that you do, from your consulting to your work to, you know, your speaking and everything else, where, where are you? Are you the proton? Are you the neutron or the electron? Wow. Um, I wish it was an easy answer and a few things resonated with me when you described a proton, neutron, and electron. <clears throat> but I think I would be being dishonest if I didn't say that I was fundamentally a neutron. Sure. And, you know, I definitely, I definitely have sight, I definitely have optimism. Uh, I definitely recognize the good news and I'm excited about it, excited to share it. But, and it's funny, you know, you're speaking to an old English lit major. So yes. you talked about Hamlet's <laughs> disease. Uh, that's something I resonate with. I, I'm, anyone who knows me would recognize that I'm, re I'm rather contemplative. I mean, I, I do think hard, deeply about things, and, and I'm probably prone to some paralysis of analysis sometimes. <laughs> And particularly these days, because, it, you know, and, and Sandy, it's a, it's, it's a phase I'm trying desperately to mm. get out of mm. uh, because I'm, I find myself in that paralysis state a little bit too much. And to me, that's a sign of perhaps a bit of sort of psychological, mental overload, too much stuff yeah. on my brain. Um, but that's that's kind of where I am. Um, but I do I do I'm I'm I don't want to apologize for it. I think there's a place for neutrons. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we would be nothing without neutrons in the world. <laughs> I tell you that. As from one proton to a neutron, let me tell you, you are needed. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, and Elijah, what about you? What what's yours? Uh, I veer more towards. The neutron side, that's the side that can't decide, that you don't want to go shopping with, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's me. I'm, um, I, sometimes I get 
a little too caught up in weighing the pros versus cons of a situation that I sometimes neglect other details that have to do with what I'm actually weighing the pros and cons for. Mm. So um, I've been getting better at um, making that switch from weighing the balances to focusing on the actual um, objective. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, you guys, because I, as a, as a pure proton, I find that at this stage in my life, I can't just act, you know? Like, for me, it's just like, feels good, let's do it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm having to weigh more risk and really be deeper in my thinking and analysis of things. And so, you know, I really, I, I really think you guys are awesome, and I covet that. Um, we think you're awesome too. <laughs> we do. I, I will second that. You know, and, but it's interesting how, as we're talking, we're, we're also talking about how there's a, a bit of self awareness yeah. uh, that we each have to recognize, and I think that that's an important part of every individual's journey. Yeah, is just sort of recognizing who they are and where they are, and as we each try to grow and get better as individuals, that we kind of anal- analyze. Uh, you know, sometimes we might need to adopt a little bit of, uh, you know, proton into our yeah. ourselves or, or electron and and recognize that and work on that. So yeah, yeah. Or you know, get some yeah, get some uh, uh, some balance. Yes. Well, terrific. I think you know um, earlier Elijah talked about what moved him in your tea today, and and that was you know this this notion of integrity um, and and and. When you think about leadership, um, is integrity the word that you would use to describe it? Like, leadership is, how do you define it? Um, Or should I say great leadership is? Yeah. Integrity is certainly one element of that, uh, of, of great leadership. What I really firmly believe and what I shared with uh uh, the folks in, in high tea, is we often get caught up when we talk about leadership, we, we get caught up in talking about the individual. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the, the leader that it's, it's about that individual. And leadership is not about that. Leadership is all about the followers. It's all about the others. Yes. And great leadership is how you influence others in their development, in yeah. their growth, in their journey. It's not about self. Yeah. So that's, that's where I would start. Um, and that's frankly one of the reasons why I think, sadly, we have too few great leaders is because those people who have an opportunity to lead others are really more concerned about themselves and how other people are perceiving them exactly. yeah. rather than about the growth of the people that they're supposed to be serving. Yeah. So speaking of serving, that's another element to me. I mean, I'm, I'm a believer in servant mm-hmm. leadership. Mm-hmm. And again, that, that dovetails into this notion about it's about other people. Mm-hmm. Um, vision, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, vision and integrity. But vision is a, is a key component of that. Uh, leadership is about, is about influence, influencing others and... So the degree to which a leader can, can see where that 
path leads, where they want to go for the goal, their goals, mm-hmm. is uh, is an important element. I think that's one of the things we often think about when we think about leaders. We think, particularly about business leaders, we think about you know Steve Jobs or whoever it might be that how much vision they had to see down the road in ways that other people couldn't see. Yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, one of my and many others. Uh, favorite leaders, uh, Martin Luther King Jr., not a business leader, but, you know, his vision was, you know, extraordinary, sort of unsurpassed. He could could see things um, that hadn't even happened yet. So yeah. the vision is, in, is important, too. And the other thing that I'll mention is, so I actually, I teach a class at DePaul University on leadership, and I define that class. It's a class in not just leadership, but inclusive mm. leadership. And again, it's really about how leaders include yeah. others. What are the behaviors that they dis- that they display that make, uh, as we like to say it at Inquest, that make others feel welcome, yep. valued, respected, and heard. Hmm. Those are the words that define. Inclusion, and I think that's another key part of leadership. I love that. Yeah, you know, my, my working definition is <clears throat> leadership is making opportunities for others. There you go. And I think it's just what you're saying, and that in fact, the manifestation of that is our high tea, right? So every time you're introducing the person next to you, you're making an opportunity for them to be seen, like you say, by that tea speaker. Yeah. Um, and that you're making an opportunity for the tea speaker to feel comfortable enough to really dig in. So, you know, we're not talking about the 10 things everyone should know about XYZ. It's really talking about who we are and, and what our vision is, you mm-hmm. know, what are, what, what we, the impact that we want to make on the world. Yeah. You know, one of the interns in our high tea asked me, because she heard me talk about or heard me describe as someone as a diversity and inclusion leader. So she asked, what, what, what really is diversity? Oh, good. And so we talked a bit about that. And, and very often, the default uh, answer to that is, well, diversity is described in terms of race or gender uh, or age. But as we discussed in high, over high tea, is it, diversity, there's so many other dimensions, there's almost an infinite number of dimensions Mm -hmm. that make up how each of us is different. It's what Mm -hmm. I call our story. Yes. So our story isn't just about what we look like on the surface, but it's about it's what's underneath, it's what's inside of us that make us human, that make us unique, Mm -hmm. that that make up our story and define how our your story is different from my story and Mine is different from Elijah's. And mm-hmm. um, so the, that uniqueness is important. That's fantastic. Um, what a beautiful message to bring to our crew, right? Like it, at this stage where we're just coming into this industry, um, into this work, and, and oftentimes being thought of as a diversity uh, hire, you know, and mm. that it's so much more than our skin color. It's yeah. really the filter that we see the world through. Yes. Because each of our stories is unique and special. I love that. So I, I, I do have a question, and, and this is, 
you know, when, when I think about diversity and inclusion and even cultural competency, I wonder sometimes what does the world look like when it's no longer an issue? Mm. I mean, what can we point to when all of us who are sort of in this space of diversity, D&I, and uh, when we're not, we've got to move over to the innovation. <laughs> uh, you know, what, what does the world look like? Well, you know, you used the word innovation. And to me, I, I had it described to me once by the former CEO of Procter & Gamble. Okay. Who said, let's see if I can get this right, that innovation is often uh, the unexpected connection mm. of two seemingly unconnected ideas. Nice. And so that definition came in the context of him describing why they worked so hard to create a diverse workplace mm -hmm. so that they could make those connections happen out of which would spin off these ideas and, and innovation. Innovation was at the heart of yeah, what yeah. they and most companies try to do. <clears throat> so I think that for me, that world that you describe is one defined more by the innovation and the wonderful connections that individuals have than it is by race and difference. And difference, you know, I mean, right now, Sandy, I'm, I'm really, really troubled by uh, the tension mm -hmm. in America these sure. days, where tension is at the heart of these feelings, you know, people, whether you're, people are described as, uh, you know, whether you're conservative or liberal or Democrat or Republican or black or white or Latino or whatever it is, <clears throat> that's, that's what people seem to be focusing on there and not focusing on the uniqueness of us as individuals and the wonderful things that can happen when we connect as individuals mm -hmm. rather than saying disconnected, mm -hmm. uh, just harping on each other because of, again, these other descriptions of difference. You know, yeah. we're conservative, so we think this, and you're liberal, so you think that, and yeah. rather than this coming together. So... In, the, in that perfect world, you know, off yonder, that perfect, perfect world, it, it's, it'll be described by innovation and love and connections and all of the good that can come out of that. Yes. And I guess this is the proton in me sort of, you Yes, know, that was very protonish. <laughs> thinking about that. I, I do believe that that's possible. Now, you know. We keep talking, I'll start balancing that with, <laughs> you know, why it's going to be difficult to get there, but. Oh, that's wonderful. I, and and I, I really appreciate that a lot. I mean, I think, you know, where we are today is in a state of fear, regardless on what side you are. And when, when the, the, the framing becomes binary, it's always about fear. Um, and because we don't get to what's in between mm -hmm. the meat, right? We've yep. got two pieces of bread, and we're terrified that we won't have any meat inside, you know? Yeah. And so we're afraid. We're afraid that either resources are going to be taken away yep. or that we will be taken away. Yep. And so everybody's fighting that fear. And, and the world that you described 
is one that's about love and abundance. Yeah. And that we flip the paradigm to be about what's in between and how wonderful it is. Yeah. So the innovation comes from when we can connect divergent things, mm-hmm. when we can see each other for where we sit and stand and play. Yeah. And for when where and when we can connect. I love that. That's such a beautiful and 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 profound way to think about it. Good stuff. Okay, so um, this is the magic basket. Mm. And in it are um, quotes from great leaders. Oh, boy. And so I'm going to let you guys each... You're going to test me, are you? No, no, no. (laughs) Who said this? (laughs) That would be hysterical, right? Okay, so I'm going to, you know, I'll shuffle them up a little bit. And then you guys both pick and, and tell us, what message did you get from the universe today? Oh, okay. And kind of Wonderful. what does that mean for you? And so, listeners, there's like glitter and stuff at the bottom of this, and I just have to tell you that if they pick a card and the glitter comes out, I, something magical will happen. <laughs> so I just pick a card? Yeah, whatever card you want. All right. It's ah. <laughs> for you. What'd you get? Okay, I I think, so I got, I'll start with the who. Uh, I got a quote from our beloved Oprah Winfrey. Oh. Who I would gather, would you say that she's a proton? Hmm. Well, that's an interesting question. I think, well, sometimes she certainly exhibits protonish. Yeah. Types of vibes sometimes, right? And that Super Soul Sunday is all proton. Yeah. Yeah. So she says, what I know for sure is this. The big secret in life is that there is no big secret. There's just you, this moment, and a choice. Hmm. So I love the way that that quote... um, encourages us to live in the moment, to yeah. embrace this moment for all of that, it, that it is and that it can be. Um, but I also like the fact that, you know, she, she emphasizes, she punctuates that with, we each have a choice. You know, what are we going to make yeah. of that moment? You know, it's, it's, it's on us, so to speak. So I like that. I'll try to I try to do, I try to live by what Oprah says. I think that's a good um, closing to your neutron sort of angst, right? (laughs) That's perfect. (laughs) Oh, good. What did you get, Elijah? I picked a quote from Mother Teresa. Hmm. Um, The quote reads, Do not think that love, in order to be genuine, has to be extraordinary. What we need is to love without getting tired. Hmm. Mm. Um, what that quote means to me or what I interpret this quote as um, a lot of times there are small I wouldn't exactly say small um, seemingly unimportant acts of love and acts of kindness that happen all of the time that go unnoticed the most genuine for me the most genuine acts of kindness and the most genuine acts of love don't need to be noticed 
and don't seek to be noticed. Love, to me, is an action. It's not just a feeling that comes over you, that um, just stays with you. I believe that love has to be consciously noted and consciously demonstrated you know, with my own will in order to continue to um, exist within any type of relationship. That's how I interpreted um, love without getting tired as because sometimes it's hard to continue to love something or someone in the midst of adversity. Mm. Little do a lot of people know that on the other side of that adversity is everything that we seek, yeah. everything that the universe has to offer us. So, but we'll never get to experience those things if, if we give up on love and if we get tired. Wow. It's really very deep and mm. profound, mm -hmm. Elijah. Mm -hmm. I love what you said that love is, is, is an action. Um, and that, you know, the other side of adversity is change, right? Like the, sometimes the cave we fear to enter holds the treasures that we seek, you know? So I think this has been a great post-tea conversation, talking about who knew we'd talk about love and Oprah. And who, knew? <laughs> who knew? Who knew? Thank you for sharing, uh, Elijah. Thank yeah, you. yeah. Thank, thank you, you both. Thank yeah. you for having me. Of course, that was, this was terrific. And I just want to say, you know, you guys are both very deep thinkers and some of my favorite neutrons ever. Um, <laughs> and really, no, I, I, I do so much appreciate, Roger, your, your perspective on leadership and diversity and, um, and, and just really being our authentic selves. I think, you know, we've known each other for a long time and you are true blue in the, in those things. I, you know, I, 15, 16, 17 years ago, I think he would have said very similar things. Um, and so... Well, thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you very much. And I, you. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. All right, well, this has been another episode of the BLT and T Podcast. Thanks again, guys. <laughs>